Hey yo, let's go. Welcome back to another brand new episode of Weeb Cast, the number one anime and manga show on the internet. If you didn't know, well now you know, player, I should be saying weebs, because uh, it's great to have you weebs back. I love every single uh, and each and one of y'all. Hope you guys are having a great uh, morning afternoon, evening, night, whatever the case may be, whether you're getting some breakfast, lunch, or dinner, getting a little snack, getting a little few drinks, hope you collected that, and hope you're um, going to enjoy a little bit of time with your boy C-Dub, the fearless leader of this show, and the voice of reason in the world of anime and manga, your boy is back, um, I hope you've been enjoying these episodes recently, especially the ones since they've been so guest heavy. Um, get to hear a few more voices out in the in the across the world, truly across the world on different subjects uh, on anime, getting to talk about some of their favorite shows, some shows they've never had, uh, they've never seen or manga they've never read before. Um, and then also in them term, giving me recommendations of things to watch. So it's been a it's been a very fruitful last few weeks last few episodes uh with some of the lovely guests i've had um and there's still they're gonna be two as time is just recording they're gonna be two more on the way um another international guest should be on the it's gonna be recording with me very very soon cannot wait to have her on um and then i'm gonna have someone pretty i think one of my closest guests out in the midwest i mean uh, uh northeast ish just a little bit past just right on the border of the uh uh you know out there in the ohio michigan area not quite east coast but uh, you know how we east coast people act um at least in the united states for people who are listening in the united states and you guys know um people on the east coast you know new york maryland pennsylvania connecticut uh you know especially above the, above the mason dixon line uh, or near the Mason Dixon line, whatever the case may be, think a little bit different about the people. Do we, we don't really consider Michigan and Ohio on you know, the East Coast, but hey, that's not what we're talking about. Because what we're talking about today is going to be a lot of uh, manga today. Because as you know, as much as I love anime, I, I love manga ten times more, and I read manga practically every single day. Whether it's new updates and Shonen Jump, and other different magazines, or just rereading some of my favorite titles. Um, I'm I'm basically eating manga um, way too much, but I got a fast metabolism and I'm going to keep on eating. Um, That's why some of these and some of these episodes, I I want to do more of these, but the guest episodes have been so much fun to 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 set up. But I do want to do more of these um, and I don't want to like oversaturate the um, my show and putting out tons of episodes a week with me just talking about some of my favorite manga titles and reviewing them and telling you about it, whether you guys should read it or what, um, whether you should guys check it out or not. Um, but I'm damn near close to getting to that point. So I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to be doing one of these little, little more chill episodes, not so much high energy, you know, I'm, energy's going to be high. Don't, don't trust me. The energy is going to stay high, but, um, it's definitely a different pace and a different mood when I like to review anime and manga, as opposed to redoing it with a guest, um, and, and things like that. And it's a, it's a nice switch. Sometimes it's always uh, good to switch up the pace sometimes. And I enjoy doing these cause these are not very long. Um, I like to get to the point of these, share my thoughts, talk about some plot story arcs, some characters, 
Um, so these aren't for the spoil. These aren't for the people who are maybe reading this manga and don't want to get spoiled. Uh, but at the same time, uh, these episodes can also be used to listen to. And if you like what you're hearing, you like what you're um, kind of like some of the content I'm pushing out. Um, check out the manga because I'll, I'll be telling you where you can read this manga. I'll tell you the titles, the chapters I'll be reviewing. So you can always check it out on your own and make sure and see if you would want to read it with me and let me know on social media, which is um, which you can find me on JXNMORI on Twitter. Uh, all one word. Find me on Twitter and tell me what you think about some of the things I'm going to be reviewing today. Um, or you can hit me up on. You can also always leave a voice message on Anchor itself, which is a really cool feature where you can um, basically record a message right from your phone. You don't even need the Anchor app. Um, you can just record the message right from your phone, and then I will receive it, and you will be able to hear your comment or question. On the next episode of Weebcast, um, I know that's very special. I know that's something you weaves out there really, really want to do. So I encourage it. Um, so, but let's I, I, I let's get right into this week in manga. Um, and I might be a little late on this when this episode comes out. These th- chapters were going to be over um, over a week and a half old by the time this chat this episode will drop. But uh, it's still worth the talk about it. Um, look, welcome to the Weebcast Manga Week. This is your boy C-Dub telling you about all the things you guys need to be checking up on in Weekly Shonen Jump. All the project, all the whether it's new or long-standing things, the underground gems, the stuff that you guys need to read and be caught up on, impress your friends with the knowledge. <laughs> be the cool one in your weeb group and always give them recommendations don't you don't even have to credit me you don't even have to credit me because hey c-dub is a humble humble person not just out there to help you know i just want to be the voice of reason telling you guys what's you know what's the good and what's the crap out there sometimes <laughs> and um that gives me joy and just talking to you guys through this medium makes me happy so like i said i was gonna say use me to help you impress your uh, friends that also are into the weeby things as anime and manga and gaming and things of that nature. Because um, I know it could be difficult navigating what things to read weekly. Because um, no one wants to waste their time in a story they're not going to be interested in. Um, but luckily, you have me to help you um, show you the way. Really put that light out there on some of the things, some of the, a spotlight on some of the things that need to be read. And um, this week on the Weebcast Manga Week, we're going to be talking about Time Paradox Ghost Rider Chapter One and Undead Unluck Chapter Sixteen. And finally, we'll, we'll go over um, Mission uh, Yokokura Family Chapter Thirty Five. Um. So Weekly Shonen Jump isn't, um, they have not ruled out further delays yet. They're going to be, keep on pushing, um, some of which is, and I, I've spoke about this in an episode with a guest before I, I'm now I'm blanking on it. I might've been the, might've been with Megan, with my love, with my lovely friend, Megan. I think I was, we were talking about Shonen Jump and that they're going to keep pushing out manga. 
some mangakas will take a breaks um, with with the situation going on in the world right now. But it's Weekly Show and Jump technically have has not officially stated that they're going to uh, take any more delays, but that could change. Um, and as the anime world is sort of in a standstill for a lot of projects, Sans the Fire Force, um, Fire Force Season 2, um, Killing Stalking, which recently got, um, an update announcement that it will be updated. I mean, that it will be animated, excuse me, but the manga world has been pretty much, pretty much, um, back to normal and whatever that normal may be whatever the definition of normal may be is um the manga world is still moving um so we're, we, we can still enjoy at least that medium <laughs> for you weebs out there um but before I, I i get to those chapters before i get to the three pieces i want to get to in shonen this in this week in shonen jump i do want to talk about because I didn't talk, I didn't talk about it in my, um, it's kind of, think of this little diatribe as a, um, continuation of my, uh, Demon Slayer episode I did a few weeks back, um, when I did everything you need to know. Um, I think I did it right at, right at chapter 203, right before chapter 204, I believe. And I was pretty much catching up everybody on the manga and the anime. Talked about one of my favorite volumes in the manga. Uh, talked about the the anime's continuation in a movie called Mugen Train coming out later this year in October. Let me just be real with you guys. When you think of anime, you think of Crunchyroll. When you think of food delivered real fast, you think of Postmates. So when you think of podcasting, what do you think of? Or at least when I think about podcasts, I think about Anchor. Anchor is the perfect place if you want to start your podcast. You can talk about all kinds of things. You don't just have to talk about some weave stuff that I talk about. See, in Anchor, there's a set of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right on your phone. It's crazy. And Anchor will actually distribute your podcast for you. It can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. All you have to do is just download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Of 2020. Um, just kind of giving people the lowdown on Demon Slayer. But I never really talked about the ending. Because I think they ended after I uploaded that episode. Um, and I didn't want to do an episode immediately after it, up to, it ended um, cause there was all a lot, there was a lot of people talking about it for good, for the good, for the bad and, and for the, for the, for the ugly. Uh, but trust me, there isn't that much ugly about it. Um, but a lot of talking heads have been, have poked their piece and dropped their, their so-called tokens of wisdom on Demon Slayer and what it, what it means for the culture. Um, and I'm still speaking for for English speaking audiences really mainly just because I it's easier for myself to do that um but I wanted to talk about my my take on some on the legacy um and talk about the ending what it means a little bit to me what I think it means to the greater overall to just anime and manga 
because um, truly this was a great piece. I mean, I don't let don't get the don't let the fandom fool you. Um, and Demon Slayer fandom, you guys are most of you guys are great, if not all of you. Um, but um, for people who have not finished or have even started the anime or manga of Demon Slayer, um, either you can guys check out my episode on everything you need to know. Everything we know so far, Demon Slayer episode a few weeks back. Check that right on uh, Weebcast. Um, or you can listen to, if you're listening to this and what I'm about to say intrigues you, then you might want to start it because I you don't you don't want to miss up on this on this manga because this manga is actually is it's one of the greater modern mangas out I've read. Um, and I'm only modern. I mean, in the last seven eight years. In the last seven, eight years, it's definitely one of the greater mangas I've read. And like, and I'll say this again, and you probably, I'm probably rambling at this point, so I'm sorry, but I'll get into the points. I'll get into Demon Slayer's and Kimetsu's no Yaiba's ending and, the, and its legacy in a moment, but I feel like I always have to bring this up, um, and it's probably getting old, but I'll say it again. I don't use the word love, great, amazing, goat lightly like what you see on tumblr or instagram especially twitter i don't say goat all right if i'm gonna call something goat i, I mean it i just don't throw that word out there haphazardly um especially the word great there's a lot of there's a lot of good in the world there's a lot of good things there's very few great things um a lot of good things. There's a lot of good books. There's a lot of good shows. There's a lot of good food. There's a lot of good manga. But there's a very little great. Um, and I think Kitsumono Yaiba Demon Slayer is one of those great things. Um, Koya Hardu's Go uh, to Uge Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, has finally come to an end. Um, after many, many months of teases and the announcement back in April. That the series will be heading into its climax, it is safe to say that the fantasy series leaves behind an incredible legacy um, that no one ever quite expected. For a long time, Demon Slayer languished in obscurity in the pages of Shueisha's weekly Shonen Jump. Sure, it had its fair share of fans, and but it achieved the quite the type of early buzz that other series such as The Primus Neverland. And Dr. Stone did. Part of that, no doubt, came from that came down to the relatively unknown nature of the series. His author, Koyaharu. Um, they had done some minor one shots before. Um, I'm trying to actually, I'm trying to think. Um, uh, Kataba no Cho, I think Wings of a Butterfly. Um, Koi Hardy go to uh, Koi Hardy go to Top and Shoe. Um, some other some 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 of his uh, early stuff, but nothing major. Unlike Rodichu in uh, Inagaki's of one sh- of Aisho Twenty One fame, who teamed up with uh, Sunken Rock's Boichi to start Doctor Stone in 2017. Nevertheless, once Studio uh, Ufo Tab- Table's name. Anime, I'm sorry, adaptation aired in 2019. Everything changed. Uh, the lead up to the anime was actually relatively subdued. 
um, with the news leaking out beforehand, but not really making that much of a splash come spring of 2019. Um, in fact, the adaptations had several highly anticipated sequels to contend with in that um, um, in that in that uh, that spring of 2019 uh, Attack on Titan Part three. I mean Attack on Titan three part two, One Punch Man season two, um, the Fruit Baskets reboot. Um, and there was also uh, uh, Shinichiro's uh, Watanabe's create latest creation, Caro and Tuesday, uh, which which should not be discounted, by the way. But I'll leave that in for another future episode. Um, once word began to spread about Kimetsu no Yaiba, however, nothing really could stop it. It was became the topic of discussion in all kinds of forms of media, um, not just on social media sites, but in real life. Um, don't bully me, Nagatoro author uh, Nanashi saying in January that the word Kimetsu no Yaiba just came out of my mother's mouth and who knows nothing about manga that's how I know it's become it became a massive hit um, part of the enormous success that Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba has achieved up until this point of its ending can be undoubtedly chalked up to the studio Ufa table's excellent adaptation um, the recent Dr. Stone anime from TMS Entertainment acts as a sort of a benchmark as to what you can actually usually expect to see from a weekly Shonen Jump adaptation. Flat, direct, and only managing to capture a sliver of what makes the source material so great. Um, the Kimetsu no Yaiba anime, on the other hand, is arguably even better than the manga in some cases. Not only does it improve on the series' scratchy art style, very immensely, by the way, but also takes on the raw potential of the series' fights and amplifies them into jaw-dropping sequences that not only stand on some of the best animation work of 2018, but arguably of the decade. Um, yet, it wasn't all thanks to Studio Ufa Tables, clearly. Clearly, there was something about the story and the characters that gripped people so they went out and bought the manga, and they bought a hell, a hell a lot of it. So high that the def- demand for Kimetsu no Yaiba volumes, in fact, that there are some that are sold out even before they go on sale. Many stores have since had to implement strict one volume per customer limits, especially as diehard fans attempt to collect all different varieties of the various pack-in gifts. Moreover, Gotuege's series finally cleared the landing and managed to beat One Piece's previous record for annual sales this year, coming in at a whopping 38,191,494 units. Yes, 38 million units. Accounting for the success of Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba is hard, as sales figures and rankings only show us how many people are buying the series. Not why they are buying the series, though. Even so, I had to make an educated guess. Then it'd be then it'd be that Ufu Table's anime managed to capture the attention of audiences outside of Weekly Shonen Jump's usual periphery, thereby thereby bringing in more people than usual. Of course, the female fans play you know a big and an important part in all that. I mean, just look at some of the latest goods for the series, you know. Um, 
for the series is proof of that. But there were so many normal people, quote unquote, I guess, that dove into the series and became in, enraptured by it, as proved by uh, Nanashi's mother that I previously talked the story I talked about. In any case, the ending of Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba is bittersweet for Sueisha and Weekly Shonen Jump. On the other hand, they lost a bona fide golden goose. Although the new spinoff centered on uh, Tomioka should help remedy this fact, which found them rare success in an era of declining distributions and depressed customer spending. But on the other hand, they have allowed uh, Koyoharu uh, Gotu again to end the series on their own terms, creating on the whole a remarkably well-rounded story that will surely stand the test of time. From relative obscurity to Oricon's best-selling manga, Kitsume no Yaiba has gone on quite a long journey. And now that it is ending, it leaves behind an incredible legacy that no one ever truly expected. Life is crazy sometimes. Like I said, you can read Demon Slayer Commission no Yaiba, including its ending, for free in Viz Media's Shonen Jump. Now, let's get now. Let's get right back into it. Let's get back into Weekly Shonen Jumps, the chapters I'm going to be talking about today. Uh, like I said in the beginning, I was going to be talking about Time Paradox Ghost Rider, Chapter 1, Undead Unluck, Chapter 16, and Mission Yosakura uh, Family, Chapter 35. Um, like I said, Shonen Jump isn't hasn't been really delaying chapters the manga world has not been on a standstill like for the anime like for a lot of anime productions manga has been churning out and don't i love it um but like i said um it seems to be a signal that people's appetite for the medium and for manga hasn't been affected one bit with by the current situation um so is that going to spell well for the good frontiers for time paradox ghost rider which lost its first chapter um about a week and a half ago. I sure hope so. Time Paradox Ghost Rider Chapter 1. The uh, the series that has launched so far in this latest round of Shonen Jump reshuffles have been a real mixed bag. Uh, on the one hand, we have uh, Tomohiro Hasegawa's uh, Morty King, which managed to squeeze a couple of laughs out of me, to be honest, while still flirting with the idea of becoming a battle manga. On the other hand, we have uh, John uh, Kirarazaka's Bone Collection, which didn't impress me with its hodgepodge of ideas upon its launch, and came to disappoint this week with its uh, misshapen art and equally ugly humor. But enter Time Paradox Ghost Rider Chapter 1, penned by Kenji Ichima and drawn by Sunehiro Date, it is immediately more engaging than any of the other virtue uh, of its premise. Uh, Tepe Sasaki, a wannabe, a wannabe manga artist down on his luck, is about to give up on his dreams when a copy of Weekly Shonen Jump from the future appears in his microwave. Um, copying the series that debuted in that issue 10 years in the future, White Knight, he manages to obtain the editor-in-chief's approval and directly gives himself a, zero, a serialization in the magazine. Um, 
But the real creator of White Knight, Isuki Ayuno, is out is out here somewhere. And she's not all too happy about someone stealing her idea. What is Isuki's next move? Will Sasaki's plagiarism catch up with him? Furthermore, why on earth is Sasaki's microwave spitting out jump issues from the future? There are a lot of questions, uh, which is a surefire of an engaging first chapter. Um, first of all, it may seem unfair to blast Bone Collection for being a hodgepodge of ideas from already existing series when Time Paradox Ghost Rider itself appears to be an unholy love child of Bakuman and Steinsgate. Um, but hear me out, there is a charm to those ideas, especially because the author Ichima weaponizes the series' status as a weekly Shonen Jump series, using its imagery, its ethos, its uh, edif- edifices, the serialization meeting, the editor-in-chief, the Shueisha office, to invoke a special sort of response in avid manga readers. Perhaps this isn't something that will hold true for those who aren't engaged with the magazine, um, but it worked for me in much of the same way that it did in uh, Bakuman. Um, in any case, uh, upon reading the synopsis for Time Paradox Ghost Rider Chapter 1, you may be forgiven for thinking that it appears to be a little plot-heavy. Indeed, it, it, one of the biggest mistakes that the series and the authors make is prioritizing world building and narrative over characters um which isn't very special um because i it happens to almost every shonen every shonen series um, i mean look at one piece um sometimes they, they one piece and oda he tries to keep a good balance of world building and narrative with character building um but you know i'm just gonna be truthful right now there's more world building and narrative and it's being prioritized over actual characters. Um, that we don't care about the characters. We just care about what situations we want to see them in. And where they want to end up. Which is a whole other discussion for another day. But in this case. In Ghost Rider. and Tom Paradox Ghost Rider. Chapter 1. The duo seem to have a balance down pat. Um, the people who write and draw this. It really has a good balance for this. At least in the first chapter. Running throughout the course of this chapter. Is the journey of Sasaki. Who we see go from rock bottom to high as a kite as his dreams becoming a mangaka are both dashed and revived along with the narrative. This, nece- uh, this necessarily creates sympathy for him on the other on part of the reader. Having seen him having seen him at his worst, we want him to see we want him to naturally succeed. Um, but there is a fascinating contradiction between the reader's wishing for Sasaki's success and the way in which he achieves it through plagiarism. Um, the reveal at the end of Time Paradox uh, Ghost Rider Chapter 1 that White Knight's original creator is on his tail is in turn kind of the perfect setup for the ongoing narrative. As well as Sasaki's future development, will he give up his newfound success or will he attempt to double down uh, Sasaki seems like quite a decent guy, but you never know what success would really do to him. Um, in this sense, Date and Ichima seem to have avoided the trap of heavy plotting and have instead maintained a strong balance between narrative and character development, 
which makes me all the more excited to see where Time Paradox Ghost Rider goes next. All in all, this seems to be the strongest of the bunch. So let's hope it stands the test of time. Um, now, on to Undead, Unlock, Chapter 16. Another series that has continued to impress me is Yoshifumi uh, Tozuka's Undead Unluck. Ever since its bombastic debut, it's continued to build on the inherent charisma of its main characters and the nature of its rule-based world, um, all while delivering fantastic humor and entertaining action. Um, moreover, Undead Unluck Chapter 16 sheds more sheds some light on perhaps one of the more story one of the story's most pressing mysteries the identity of Andy who he was and how he came to be the person that he is today um we already got some hints that Andy was not always Andy as we know him back at the beginning of this arc as Shen and Izumo chatted on the way to defeat the uh UMA spoil um, but here, in Undead Unluck Chapter 16, it all gets laid on the table. Having asked Shen to remove the card that he keeps in his forehead last week, Andy launches Spoil into space and slowly begins to transform, growing not just a full head of hair, head of black hair, but also showing off a new set of regenerative powers. Um, this form of Andy is known as Victor for victory. And it's see, seemingly who the wisecracking immortal was was before he met Izumo. Um, the card that keeps in, that he keeps in his forehead tur- in turn keeps that personality uh, at bay. It quickly becomes you know it quickly becomes pretty apparent why, as it begins to attack both Shen and Izumo with no regards to the powers of the rules. He is a true force to be reckoned with with no regard for friend or foe. Uh, while there are still several, several uh, questions upon questions that are up in the air, uh, Undead Unluck Chapter 16 provides us with good, with enough hints to make at least a couple of good guesses as to why Andy is, as who Andy really is. Um, firstly, is it possible that Victor was simply Andy's personality before he met Izuma? whom he locked away due to some sort of tragic, sad event. But then again, that doesn't really explain why he would immediately attack Shen and Izumo on, a, on his upon to Earth, on his return to Earth, I'm sorry. So it seems more likely that Victor is some sort of vengeful god or fallen angel, which is strengthened by his apparent disregard for the all-powerful rules that uh, govern the series' power system. Um, this also makes sense if you look at it within the context of Undead Unluck's wider world. As detailed back in, I believe, in Chapter 9, uh, Tozuka is very clearly going all in with the biblical and apocalyptic imagery, um, which would make an almighty identity for Andy make so much more sense now. It's and in any case, it is clear that the threat that he uh, that he poses is nothing to be sniffed at. As Shen calls it in the entirety of the Union at the end of Undead Unlock Chapter Sixteen, 
it will be interesting to see how the powerful warriors manage to defeat Victor, if they even can. Um, on a final note, we should look back at this past arc as a whole, which we'll refer to as uh, the spoil arc. After its antagonist, it was crucial for Undead Unluck to stick to, to stick the landing on this one, as it was our first proper taste of the series. Um, and our first proper taste of the structure going forward in this series. All in all, it was very, it was super entertaining. Shen is a great character, and the structure of the battles were, were easy to follow. But still, there was some part of me that was disappointed when it involved into facing off against a giant black monster at the end. Um, there could have been a climax with a little bit of ingenuity. But Tozuka would no doubt will have many more opportunities to improve going forward. Now, Mission Yozakura Family Chapter 35. And my thoughts. Finally, we come to Mission Yozakura Family Chapter 5. Um, even though I expressed my enjoyment for the series back when it first launched, um, it, it, it honestly is a surprise to me that uh, uh, Hisugi's uh, Gonidara's Spy Series has come this far. Um, reading the series each week has, in fact, uh, felt like a reoccurring nightmare as uh, Gonidara has uses and refuses the same ideas, or reuses and reuses the same ideas, with very little development. Uh, I'm, it may have its moments of goodness, uh, but on the whole... It has very much stagnated. Um, luckily for us, Mission uh, Yozakura Family Chapter 35 is one moment of goodness. Uh, for the first time in a good while, um, Gondaira's concept for this chapter isn't one that has been already used many times prior. More concretely, instead of dealing with a yet another obsessive admirer, uh, Tayo goes to an underground library in search of information on his dead parents. Um, the twist, you may ask? Well, this is a library where silence is enforced with deadly force. Um, the idea leads to some genuinely entertaining action in Mission Yozakura uh, Family Chapter 5. Um, as Tayo attempts to outsmart the deadly director, Meichan, um, who, by the way, um, can... I don't know if you guys remember Lust in Full Metal Alchemist and Full Metal Alchemist, where she can like uh, extend her her fingers and, and make them extremely sharp to pierce and impale people. That's what kind of Meichan does. Um, and what was that? Oh, that's right. She kind and Tayo is trying to outsmart outsmart this uh, Lust type character Meichan while making his way through the depths of the library in search of a certain book. Um, the excitement then peaks when that book explodes, putting uh, Meichan on Tayo's trail with deadly consequences. Um, the climax, though, of uh, Mission Yo uh, Yozakura Family Chapter 35 then further cements this chapter's status as one of the series' best in a while. Instead of simply outrunning Meichan or facing her down in a fight, uh, Musumi uses some lateral thinking and guesses that she might be weak to loud noises. Thus, shouting into Tayo's earpiece to take her out. On the whole, I'd say that Gondada needs more ideas like this. 
you know, the unique ones executed well with exciting consequences. Um, one other important aspect to uh, Mission Dios Secure's Family, Chapter 35, is the development that it offers to just the overall plot. Um, the mystery surrounding the fate of Tayo's family, supposedly passing away in a car crash when he was young, was left dangling in the air after some remarks by a previous antagonist, who also gave Tayo a mysterious ball that was said to, uh, to contain some information on the matter. Tayo ventures into the Library of the Dead and in this in chapter 35 to decode this information, and he finds out that his family didn't pass away due to an accident. After all, they were disposed by a mysterious being or organization known as Tan Popo, which clearly sucked up the structure of the of the upcoming chapters. Um, while, while while I said that uh, Gondara needs to keep up developing new and exciting ideas for the series if we wanted to succeed in the future this development seems to suggest that the series might not be around for much longer resolving the mystery behind the fate of Tayo's family feels like almost endgame development uh, upon the conclusion which Gandara could possibly could quite easily wrap things up the series isn't doing amazingly in terms of sales um, so it wouldn't surprise me if this was the direction of travel whether or not this turns out to be true, however, us weaves will just have to wait and see. Um, but you can read Time Paradox Ghost Rider Chapter 1 on Dead Unluck Chapter 16 and Mission Yosekura Family Chapter 35 for free on Viz Media's Shonen Jump. Um, now, now. Uh, like I said, I wanted to keep this episode pretty short, pretty light, um, and just give you some, just give you what you guys should be checking out, or what you guys be checking out Shonen Jump, what I've been reading in Shonen Jump recently, giving you just a weekly update on what's going on in the world of manga, because it's my beloved world, like I said, I love manga to death, love comics to death, so, um, I love, I personally secretly love, not secretly, I love doing these types of episodes, because... I could be direct and to the point. Um, and I said this would be a <laughs> this would be a manga centric uh, episode, but um, and I know it's late. By the time this episode actually comes out, I believe um, Tower of God episode nine will already be out. But I still want to give some. I still want to talk about Tower of God episode eight. Because um, I'm pretty sure that's coming out. At the time of this recording, that's going to be coming out, if not in a few hours, within less than 24 hours. Um, but um, I did want to talk about it just briefly. I didn't want to spend too much on it. Um, just to kind of bookend this, at least for this episode of review episodes. Um, still manga heavy, and I'm only going to be doing one of episode. I'm going to do episode eight because I thought it was a pretty big episode. One of the bigger episodes so far. But like I said, if you're if you're watching this, whenever this is going live right now, I know episode nine is probably out, and I'll probably will talk about it. Um, but for right now, <laughs> I'm gonna talk about and go over um, my Tower God episode eight review, which I might do weekly. I'm thinking that Tower God is is that series where I can do an episode every week and add it on to some kind of episode um, each week. Um, 
like I said, you probably, I've probably, I've talked about this over time that I wanted to do more anime reviews and, um, and I just didn't know which kind of, what anime and what manga I wanted to review by week. Um, cause I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm influenced and I'm inspired by a lot of in content creators, especially by Tekken 101. Um, you, got, you probably guys know him. He's, he's pretty, he's big as hell who did the bleach reviews, every bleach chapter weekly uh, so dedicated so great at what he did then i think he did some my hero now he's doing one piece now um and i love his work so and that's something in some of the vein i want to do so i think i might do t- make tower god something i want to do weekly but let me get into chapter let me get into episode eight i'm sorry It would be no over-exaggeration to say that Tower of God Episode 8 was perhaps my most anticipated episode of the entire series. True, seeing the crown game come to life in Episode 4 was pretty cool. But it is here, during the position chest, that some of the story's best early moments take place. Um, Furthermore, several narrative elements are set up here that will become crucial going forward. So it's safe to say that there's a lot riding in on the work of the team at Telecom Animation Film this week. Um, For the most part, Tower of God Episode 8 holds up. Um, Most of the important parts from the original manhwa are included and executed with style and grace. Um, Kun's gamble on the bridge with with, with Quant particularly stands out here. As the narrative twists and turns along with Kevin uh, Penkin's epic soundtrack, there's also the moment where Quant takes on a whole bunch of regulars and eliminates them with ease. The movement of the camera and the sound design cluing us into just how far the ranker manages to proceed without even breaking a sweat. Um, that being said, several parts of the original manual between chapters 38 and 44 are missed out. Um, as a carryover from last, uh, from previous weeks, we, we don't really know the internal layout of the testing ground, um, which makes understanding the mechanics of Kun's Gamble a little bit harder in anime, um, or makes the a gamble a little bit yeah harder in anime. As as explanation of the composition of the lighthouse and how he uses the trick Quant is skipped over, which deprives the viewer of a little bit of world building that goes a long way in further fleshing out the story's universe. Nevertheless. Most of these changes are for the best. Um, similar to previous weeks, Telecom Animation Film foregoes lengthy explanation and dialogue scenes to focus on action, which gives the anime adaptation a much more fluid feeling, much more so than the original manhwa, which can feel stiff at times, especially early, you know in this early stage. Um, there are, there are, in fact only two changes made in Tower of God Episode 8 that I really disagree with. Um, the first one is the exclusion of the other rankers from the scenes. Um, in the waiting room with uh, uh, Little Row, Hansun, um, because one of them will become an important character later on. Uh, the second one is in fact Quant's explanation that he can only use one bang during this test was skipped over. Um, which makes the second time the series has neglected to explain this crucial element of its uh, power system. Um, what I fear is that this may affect viewer comprehension kind of going forward here. Um, looking to the future, though, 
there are several moments in Tower of God Episode 8 that will become instrumental going forward. Hence why so much was, was riding on the team's work this week. Uh, following on Kun's betrayal, Hang Sung reveals that Kun's true team is not the one he think it is. It, it, that the one is in the training ground with him. But the one marked down on his friends list. I can't say much more for fear of spoilers, but the future, this list becomes immensely important in the future. Furthermore, several questions are posed in the Tower of God episode 8 that are kind of left unsolved for the time being. Firstly, we have Bam's continuing obsession with Rachel, which is demonstrated in his conversation with uh, Andrasi at the very beginning. Um, what he will do now is that he, he has tactically achieved his goal of finding her is still unknown. Then there are some ongoing shenanigans with uh, Ho that have been forecasted for several episodes now, it seems like. Um, and they are just about to reveal their true nature, uh, form, their true form, uh, when the credits start to roll. Um, we also get, we'll get a chance to see a bit of Androsi's backstory next week, or in the next episode, I, I should say. So look forward to that. All in all, Tower of God Episode 8 is a fine, fine, fine episode that delivers on much of the original source material's promise even if it makes a couple of revisions along the way. Um, and you can watch Tower of God Episode 8 and every future episode on Crunchyroll. Um, and I'll just add this real fast. Um, Telecom Animation Film is doing a pretty damn... is a, doing a pretty decent job so far with the... Um, with the Animanium Tower of God. Um, like I said, I did disagree with some of the changes. Only two of the dis- two changes they made. Two of the major, I guess, I, I say major, but other people listening, other people who have noticed them probably didn't um, care all that much, um, which is understandable. Um, but for me, I, I'm do I am enjoying what the what telecom is doing right now for the anime so far, and I think it's it's only going to get better from here. I'll, you know. Um, and like I said earlier in, the, in that little, in that short review is that, um, telecom is kind of going to focus more. You can kind of tell after eight episodes, I kind of saw it after the second or third episode, but now after watching the eight up the eighth episode, I'm, pr- I'm pretty much 99%, nine, 99.9% sure that they're going to forego a lot of the long conversations that they kind of do in the, in the original manhwa and just kind of focus on more of the action in the fights um, it was definitely evident earlier, but episode eight definitely uh, cemented that feeling that Telecom will is just going to focus on just the battle shown in aspects of the show and just kind of keep that rolling, um, which I don't think is, it's, and to be honest, might be good for the better because um, people are looking for, and I, I've theorized this about a month and a half ago talking about the potential of Tower of God being a, a big three, creating a new big three around itself with God of High School. Um, I think it needs to focus on the battles and maybe forego some of the weak, long conversations that the Manuel has, to, and which makes it kind of stiff, especially in the early parts of Tower of God. Um, so I think this is actually a good move for the, in the long run. Um, and maybe and they can sort out the narrative and how they want to. Um, visually build the characters um along the way um but uh, that's I, that was just a nice little tidbit that i wanted to, to um 
that I wanted to pretty much just add really much. Um, but I hope you guys have enjoyed this nice little bite-sized episode of of you know Shonen Jumps uh, recent chapters and a nice little sneaky tidbit of um, Tower of God episode review, which I might be I might make a weekly thing and just add it on to some uh, some episodes you know whatever episode that I released uh, that week on that on whatever Friday because um, I want to do want to ride this journey go week to week and see how how this how Telecom is going to animate it um, and kind of make it a thing of mine you know which I think it would, which would be really fun to do. Um, but if you enjoyed this episode and you want to chip in and you want to, you know, support the, um, the podcast, support the podcast and the show, you can also leave a voice message. If you're listening on anchor, you don't, like I say, you don't need the app. Oh yeah. You can take list. You just have to go to is my anchor profile, hit message. Um, you can record right from your phone and I can get that and you'll be able to hear your question or comment on the next episode of Weep Cash. Um, like I said, there's also other ways you can support the podcast other than listening and sharing the podcast. You can also donate directly to me through Anchor. Like I said, you don't need the app. All you have to do is go to my Twitter, hit the Anchor link in my bio. Um, and then uh, you can right there, you'll be able to hit uh, you should be able to hit support. And then you'll be able to donate directly to me for for just for um, which will go right to better equipment, um, supporting the show better, um, more webcast content, uh, just more guests and things of that nature. And just to improve the quality, enhance webcast so we can all just enjoy anime and manga a lot better. I want to bring better content to you guys and donating just a little bit however much you can to me and the show will be greatly appreciated and i will sing your praises and sing your thanks for the to the ends of time i promise you uh, but and one last also anchor you can also start my podcast make sure you like it so you get all kinds of those juicy updates as well but like i said a lot of, most of you listen to podcasts on your favorite podcast site, which is totally fine actually um because whether you're listening to on Spotify or Apple or iHeartRadio or Podbean or wherever you may be listening to your podcast at, make sure that you guys leave a comment or rate it or review it, star it, number it, however. <laughs> Give me your honest opinion <laughs> on the show. Um, be, it, that's also a great way to, so I know how to improve the episode. Leaving a rating, whether it's on Apple or Spotify, subscribing it to the podcast, is, it, it makes me happy. Um makes me happy to continue what I do, what I do, continue doing what I'm doing right now. Project still in its infancy, really, when you think, when I think about it, still in its infancy, uh, but I love doing it, and I don't see myself stopping really anytime soon, um, but like I said, this, a lot of some things I got into the future, um, like I said, there's going to be some cool guests coming up, about two really cool guests that, that are really interesting really interesting that i think are really interesting i hope you guys think it interesting as well i hope you guys enjoyed the last two previous podcasts with uh, my friend meg and um ace and also with um tash with the tashter i hope you enjoyed those episodes with those lovely ladies because they've been they've been really nice to me to come onto the show share some of the thoughts some of share some of their favorite shows and manga and i've had some awesome and great conversations with them on the show and behind the scenes um so also like i said they're all their informations in those episodes in the description so make sure you guys check those episodes out check their twitter or, um definitely send them a message and let them know that that they that you liked <laughs> you like hearing them 
Um, because you know, you'd rather hear those lovely ladies than, than me, obviously. You want to hear this busted ass voice, right? You want to hear you want to hear my guest voice, obviously. Um, but that's all I have to do. Like I said, today's a really short episode, real sweet, short and sweet. Just wanted to give you some nice manga reviews and a nice little Tower of God review at the end of that. Um, look forward to some comment content in the future. Um, more especially more reviewed content. Um, and also, I'm working. I, I'm. I know it's been long. I'm still working on that shoujo uh, genre thing. I'm still working on it. Uh, it's been backed up. The script has been. I've been kind of just. I've been trashing some parts, just restarting some others. So it's been a. It's been kind of a process. But that will be coming out in the coming weeks. I'm just kind of sluggish on that. Uh, so give me some time on that. But it will definitely get that because I definitely want to go through over some of my favorite shoujos. Um, where I think are some what shoujos do well, what they don't do well, what genres they pair up with, some of the, you know, where it started, where it be, you know where it began, how, kind of the evolution of the genre, and where I kind of see it going forward, and then maybe I'll even go over some mangas that do some manga recommendations on um, some current shoujos and current slices of life of that nature that you guys should be reading, um, or watching really, um, so that's gonna be a hell of a lot of fun. Um, there was, I think there was one more thing that I can't remember that it's on the horizon and I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. Um, oh my God, not quite sure what I wanted to talk about. Hmm. I mean, what I, what I kind of, what else things I had working into the future? Um, oh, that's right. Haikyuu. Um, I did want to talk about the ending of hi- or the final arc of how it's going in Haikyuu so far. What people gets kind of get what people what some people are thinking out on social media. What I think, I just kind of give you the rundown on what I think on Haikyuu and its status as a uh, sports manga, sports anime, and what it's where its place. And maybe I'll talk about where I play. Where you know maybe it might change in my rankings of my top of my top ten favorite sports series. You never know. Might go up, might go down, might stay the same. You guys will just have to figure out. But I will do an update on my sports, anime, and manga rankings, though, with Haikyuu and kind of talk about where I think its place is actually, where it's actually might fall. Because now that it's in its final arc, things are kind of winding down. Just there's a lot of fan service kind of going on in these last chapters, you know, which is understandable because it's just winding down. The series is winding down. So we're just kind of getting updates on our favorite characters, learning about a few, few new things here and there about some of our favorite side characters, things like that, which is, which has been interesting. Um, but I think that's all I have for you guys today. Like I said, I hope you guys have a lovely, lovely rest of the day. Um, whatever you guys may be doing, thank you for allowing my voice into your ears and into your homes and allowing me to spit this weeb stuff. Um, this is Weebcast, the number one pod, the number one anime and manga show out on the internet with your fearless leader. I hope you guys hit up that Weebcast salute. It's I'm your boy, and I'm out at 3000. Goodbye. <laughs>